Hi, this is David Vincent, and I'm the superintendent of schools for the Wiley Independent School District, and I'm joined by my co-host, Amanda Martin. Hi, I am the director of counseling services in the Wiley Way, and welcome to the Achieving Kids podcast. This is a conversation featuring experts and subjects related to raising happy, successful children in today's world. On each broadcast, parent guests will join in and provide their perspective on current trends and issues our kids face in school, society, and at home. Our goal is to provide a better understanding of how the decisions we make help promote the best interests of our kids and community. We will tackle big subjects, entertain different viewpoints, but the focus will always be on equipping you with the strategies that will help them become achieving kids. Our goal today is to help our parents and all other Texans understand the Texas School Report Card, and we are so excited to have the commissioner here with us. Welcome, Commissioner. Mike Morath, you did a great job today explaining to Texas from the DFW area and throughout Texas, basically, you've been to Austin, you've been to Houston, explaining the report card system and how it works. So do you want to... uh, discuss with us a little bit about that and I'm just going to go ahead and turn it over to you Amanda and let's get rolling. Well you're the commissioner and we're so glad that you're here but what does that actually mean to be the commissioner? See Amanda I wasn't going to ask that question (laughs) I wanted Amanda to ask it because but it's important. Moms want to know. What is a commissioner? What would you say you do here? Uh, (laughs) Thank you. I couldn't Um, do it. Thank you. Uh, So the commissioner of education is the uh oversees the public education system for Texas. So we have five and a half million souls in Texas public schools across 8,600 plus campuses, more than 1,200 school systems, uh, employing over 700,000 adults. It is a very large system. So what we do at the agency, what I uh, do, am am charged with oversight and strategic direction and uh, effectively implement legislative policy associated with it. So uh, practically speaking, I execute the school finance system. So I pass out all the money the legislature gives me. Um, we oversee the accountability system. So h- how, how to define what excellence is in our schools. Um, we work in support of the State Board of Education in setting the curriculum standards. So what we believe every student should know and be able to do by the end of every grade in every subject. And we try to uh, marshal resources to create um, an environment of support to um, to, tr- to help train teachers, to help support school leaders, to ho- support school board members. So that, that c- support comes in a variety of different ways. It can be reading academies, sort of teacher institutes over the summer. It can be school board training. Um, it can be um, even individual tailored um, uh, site visit support. So we, uh, we, our, our mission is to provide leadership guidance and support to school districts cr- around the state. So you do a lot. it's a lot yeah it's yeah i was going man that is i didn't even recognize all those things and the thing that we're going to be talking a little bit about today is the a through f system and we have our deputy superintendent dr kim spicer to help us from a local perspective and she's going to provide that insight and then the broad overview you can help us commissioner with those pieces so let's get started let's go basic why did we decide to go with a letter grade system so the idea behind A through F is a big change from where we were before. So the, the, prior, the prior accountability system was a pass-fail system. Uh, campuses and districts were labeled, met standard and, or improvement required. And we would talk to um, parents around the state of Texas in focus groups and ask them what they thought met standard means. And some of them thought met standard must mean some standard of excellence, and others thought no, met standard means just above minimum. Um, as it as it actually works, it is just above minimum. So improvement required was the bottom and met standard was everything else. 
And that does not really create an environment of continuous improvement for all kids. If I have improved from the bottom, that's great, but there's still much more that I can do to support kids. So when you get to an A, a B, a C, a D, an F, you have these five levels of performance, and you can start to think of them as average or good or great. And um, so the idea behind the A through F uh, rating system is to create a, a model that supports a, a good to great uh, um, uh, mindset in public education. And the, the nice thing is um, we have, what, 20, 20, 25 million Texans, and essentially everybody's been trained on what A, a through F means. Um, <laughs> C is worse than an A. You know, uh, B is above a C. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. so we, we all kind of know where those things stand. Okay. Well, and the Texas School Report Code has three domains um, to know. So let's start with domain one. Dr. Vincent? Let's go. So when you talk about this, you know, a student receives – one of four designations, did not meet, approaches, meets, and masters. So would you go through a little bit of that about that? Because from a mom perspective, uh, their, their kid's going to be one of those places. And what do they mean? Absolutely. So we, we hope that when parents receive the STAR report card at the end of the, every year for their own students, that they can use that to really identify how well their student's um, doing, but not just stop there, but how they can help support their kid in the summer and over the course of the school year. Uh, what STAR measures is it measures grade level knowledge and skills, and, and generally in reading and in math and sometimes in other areas because there are some other STAR tests as well. So when you think about looking at the performance designations, if you have a student who approaches grade level, it more or less means what you think it means. They're getting close, but they are not quite at a level where they understand all the grade level content and, and, uh, and skills. When you think about a student who masters grade level, the highest level of knowledge, this is a student that knows what is expected of a, say, fourth grader in English so well that if they um, get faced with a, a question, a challenge in English, even outside the classroom, that they can they can use that that knowledge to sort of respond to that um, uh, that challenge, even in unfamiliar contexts. Um, that's generally what they mean. But we also have some research behind it. So, kids continue to take the STAR test up until uh, the last one is in 11th grade um, U.S. history. Um, for students who master grade level on their final STAR test, that is generally equivalent to a student who has a better than 75% chance of passing freshman level co college classes. So these things, these things actually do matter a great deal. They, um, now, does that mean that a student who you know, does not meet grade level won't go on to be successful in college? Well, no, that's not what that means at all. But it, it does mean this is, uh, this is a good um, uh, summary of how well they know the, the skills uh, that are specific to that grade and that subject. Well, that's easy to understand, and thank you for explaining it that way because I know there's a lot of research and details that go into all of how this is calculated, um, but there's TEA resources to explain all of that online. Absolutely. Yeah, we have actually created um, uh, a bunch of short videos for folks that might be interested. So you can go to tea.texas.gov and see answers in about a minute on a whole bunch of questions related to uh, um, the assessment system, to standards, to accountability. We'll be adding videos um, essentially each week. Great. I didn't even, that's going to be, that'll be fantastic. We'll make sure that we'll put that in our podcast to get those in the resources in that email. So, Dr. Spasser, give yes, us, sir. okay, give us an example of a calculation breakdown to show why we, uh, we know where we're going and, and basically uh, why we are, um, are going to 
how, how it all works. What do we do? So kind of talk to us about the approaches, meets, and yada, yada. So for domain one, that's the easiest of the three domains. You just take your district approaches plus meets plus masters and divide by three, and you get a number, let's say roughly 60. A 60 equals an A. TEA has created this great um, correlation chart. And so you look at your number and you see where it falls within that scale score. And from there, you can translate into your letter grade. It's really exciting, doesn't it? I mean, it's... Man, yeah. You're actually excited, aren't you? Well, and if I could even add to that. So when you think about... Please do, Commissioner. Why why did we do that? Because there's, you know, there's a lot of what to this system. Um, Evaluating schools is pretty complex. But why would we do that? We... um, we have kids at all skill levels in public schools. Some are noticeably below grade level, but some are high flyers. Yeah. And what we want is we want a system that creates an incentive to support improvement for all those kids. And so we're looking at uh, ensuring that we have students who are mastering grade level and students who are meeting grade level and students who are approaching grade level so that wherever the students started, we have goals to support continuous improvement for all of them. We also know, and this is sort of a quirk of mathematics, that when you take those three numbers and divide by three, they're highly correlated to the overall percentage of students who meet grade level and if you are meeting grade level consistently in public school you are very likely to succeed in, in whatever you do after a public school from a from a college uh, perspective whether that's associate's degree or, or a bachelor's degree or even a very specific trade credential it's awesome and the thing is that gives us a better example and kim tries to explain it, it really is hard when you're looking at that 60 percent. it is just uh thanks for the calculation so let's move to domain two on the texas school report report card. Dr. Spicer, can you give us the boring and complicated example of how it's calculated? Then we're going to let Dr. Dr. Let, let, let the commissioner be the... Dr. Vincent, this is not boring. Like Mr. Morath says, he has worked really, really hard to create a system, commissioner, the commissioner says, to create a system that is so easy to understand. So with progress, all we're doing was we're looking to see whether or not our kids, if I'm masters in fourth grade, am I still masters in fifth grade? Or if I meets in fourth grade, am I still meets in fifth grade? And relative performance, that goes back to the whole level of the playing field thing that we've talked about in the past and socioeconomic status, because sometimes we know that socioeconomic status can can affect student X. You're giving me that look when I'm talking to you. I love many it. You words. know, I know, so I'm so glad you're so excited about it because he actually is too. Commissioner, so, let me let you take over from here. No, I think that's a great explanation. So when we think about uh, school progress, we look at school progress really in two different ways. Um, one is how much academic growth uh, occurred for our kids over the course of the year. I mean, we want, as a goal, we want 100% of our students to gain a year academically in the year that we had them. And so we measure that, and that's how the school progress um, uh, grade is um, is done. But we also, um, you know, there's a bunch of other measures that are harder to to, to to measure growth on. So we just look at overall achievement and how are you achieving on an overall basis relative to campuses that look exactly like you. Um, if I, we, you know, we know that, we know, for example, that poverty is not destiny, um, but we also know that, that it makes it difficult. And so um, if you have a campus that has very low levels of student poverty, like many of the campuses here in Wiley, um, we want to know not only do you have high levels of achievement, but do you have as high levels of achievement as Highland Park, as as um, as Carroll, as Capel, as at places that have also very s- low levels of 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 poverty, because if you're outperforming them, then you're doing that, that's really saying something. And so we we were looking at progress in both ways. And that's one of the things that uh, Kim, uh, Dr. Spicer has really mentioned to and tried to hit home with every person. 
it's about mastery. Take your kid and take him as far as they can go because it's critical. It's so important. So it's all about growing our babies. And, you know, when you look at that, that's going to bring us to our domain number three, yeah. closing the achievement gaps. Tell us a little bit about that, Commissioner. What does that actually mean? How can a parent understand if we're doing well at closing the achievement gap? So um, closing the gaps is is different than the other two ways that we measure performance, because when we're looking at performance in the other two areas, student achievement or school progress, we're looking at the performance of average kids, all of them, all, all just lumped in together. But um, but we know that there are different groups of students that come to school with different challenges. So um, students who are low income, students who are highly mobile, um, for example, students who don't speak English um, as their first language, um, uh, students in special education and sort of different racial um, groups of students. So what we we start to look at is how well are we supporting all groups of students? Um, are we are we committed to this ideal of public education that says we will educate all of our kids, regardless of background. And so when, when we think about closing the gaps, it's really about how we're supporting every individual group of students to achieve at high levels. Um, uh, uh, and it helps us um, f focus on the students most in need. So all of that information is gonna really help our parents when they help understand, when they brag on us, when they talk about where maybe some of our challenges are gonna be. Thank you for being here. I would wanna know, are there any closing remarks that moms or dads, Someone from Wiley, someone in Texas would want to know that you would want them to know about the accountability system or anything else. You know, I think if if um, if I'm a parent, well, actually, let me just pause for a second. I am a parent. I have I have, I have four kids. Um, my oldest is school age. My uh, two twins are only um, four weeks old uh, as of uh, now. So um, uh, we're very blessed. And. Um, <laughs> Uh, and I, I remember when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my, my oldest as she was becoming school age. I spent like six hours scouring websites for different information. Uh, I happen to be commissioner of education, so I'm sitting on reams of Excel files and performance information. I tried to put all that together. And from that, I developed a, 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 a profile of like four campuses that I wanted to visit. Um, and I thought... How does the average mom or dad in Texas possibly do this if they're not commissioner of education? Right. So one of the things that we wanted to do with this AthRef resource was just help empower parents as they're thinking about trying to find a best fit school for their um, uh, for their kid, where they might move, where they might enroll their kid. But also, um, you know, we once we're in a school. So my my oldest little girl, she's in a school now. I'm looking at the performance of the school as it comes in um, through this rating system. So how can I advocate to support my little kiddo and in fact all the kids in that school? And the the ratings, um, when we think about it, the, the ratings are um, really a reflection of community priorities. Are we supporting all students in a school? But moms and dads are most interested in one kiddo in particular, right? Yeah. So um, it is possible that your kid um, gets strong academic support even in a low-rated school. Um, it's just in higher-rated schools, a lot more kids end up with a lot higher levels of academic support. And so we, we just want to make sure that this information is in the hands of, of both current parents and prospective parents so that they can advocate, they can get the best possible education for their kiddos because that's what we want for all of our kiddos. Commissioner of Education, Mike Morath, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for visiting Wiley. It's been yes. a pleasure a pleasure, and really just uh, 
an, an honor for you to be here. So thanks a bunch. Well, it, it, the honor is all mine. I am so excited to be here in Wiley, one of our high-performing districts in the state of Texas. Um, it's it's an honor to be in the same room with so many dedicated educators. God bless you. Thanks so much. Thank Dr. Spicer as well. Yeah, thank, thank you, you, Commissioner. Thank you.